0: Hello again, friends. Hey, have you ever heard the term quantum energy healer or quantum energy surgery? I have not. And I have now. (laughs) But the interview that I have for you today is with an extremely interesting young lady named Kaylee Kinkella. And I'll let Kaylee tell her story and what she does in the interview here. But I found it fascinating. I think you will too. Hello again, friends and fellow truth seekers, Mike Nicholas here with another episode of the Soul Unleashed podcast, where my goal is to help you with the questions you might have regarding the awakening of your soul, and particularly to help other left brain types like I am, ask the right questions in our search for a deeper meaning to life. Ultimately, I want to help you unleash your soul from limiting beliefs and smothering paradigms. So today's interview with Kaylee is about some of the gifts that she has, and she does these things professionally now in uh, in Florida. But talk, she t- she'll talk about, during the interview, developing her psychic gifts and things i had never heard about in terms of using light language and other things for quantum healing. So I think you'll find it fascinating. It's different, certainly, but that's what this podcast is about. And here we go. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Soul Unleashed podcast. I am Mike Nicholas, and my guest today is Kaylee Kinkela. Did I pronounce that right? You did. Okay, Kaylee. <laughs> so Kaylee and I know each other uh, through a family connection, and although we're not family, and uh, not yet anyway. So, <laughs> So Kaylee, you have some gifts that kind of came to me. I just want to explain why we're talking, right? So for the people listening to my podcast, they know that I've been through an experience where I've seen orbs and at one point when I started to share this with our family, you were present in the room when I was sharing it with you and the rest of our family. And everybody was pretty shocked by it, but you weren't shocked. And I could tell by the way that you were reacting that there was something else going on spiritually with you. And you and I talked a little bit afterwards. And ever since then, I've been fascinated by what you've been doing. I've been following you a little bit on Facebook. And I can see what you're doing in, you're in Florida, right? Okay, so you're in Florida. And uh, I'll ask you at the end of this little interview here to talk about what you do and how people can find you. But that's how I know you. And that's how we came to know each other. And so I'll learn today as we talk more about you. But please just explain to everybody you know what your background is and, and what your story is, please.
1: Hi hey everybody. My name is Kaylee Kinkella and I am a quantum practitioner. Um, and if you're wondering what that is, I do quantum healing. I do quantum surgeries. Um, I also do timeline therapy. And I also do sound therapy. So I do sound therapy with crystal singing bowls. I am a reader/ medium. Um, And that is also a gift that I'm really just getting into right now. I do that here down here in Florida professionally. And how did I get started with all this stuff? Well, (laughs) (laughs) so it kind of goes a little back, back to like 2020. Um, I always knew that I had a gift. I just, you know, they don't teach you how to be an empath in school. They don't teach you these gifts in school, right? So we kind of just figured them out with life so i started working for a hospital i always knew i wanted to help people so i i became a dental assistant i did the medical billing and coding i worked at the hospital i did serving and um, nothing quite felt right and so during quarantine um i quit my job at the hospital because it just it was very overwhelming it didn't feel right and during that year as well i had a massive spiritual awakening now We go through multiple spiritual awakenings within this life um, and lives from the past, but this one really hit for me. And on our road trip, I went to a mentorship program for to be a quantum practitioner. And this is kind of where I learned all of the quantum tools to help people on their spiritual journey. So that's kind of where it started. And then as I got back from my my RV trip, um, I really started diving deep into it. And I started working for a metaphysical shop. It's called Psychic and the Genie in downtown Stewart, Florida. Um, and I do readings there. That's where I start started doing intuitive oracle readings, um, which right now I'm kind of transitioning to do it without the cards, right? So I'm kind of getting like the mediumship through. So it's more, the more I open my channel, the more that comes in. Um, so that's kind of what what got me here today. Now, during my quantum uh, schooling is where I got introduced to light language. So this is where I do activations for people, stuff like that. And um, and I found it so intriguing. So during this whole process, you know, I still questioned it myself. Is this stuff real? Well, we had to embody it first in order to be able to share it with others. So through my own experiences where I learned light language and how powerful it really is.
0: So did you have experiences... You mentioned you mentioned being kind of empath or empathic. Did you have those as a child?
1: I did, and I did not even realize it. Um, I remember, you know, growing up in my my household, my mom would be really upset, and I would get really upset that she's really upset, and I would kind of take it on as it's like my fault. There's something wrong with me, um, and so with em- empathy, it could be really tricky because. I could be super happy one minute and then I walk into a room and now all of a sudden I start feeling an emotion and it's like, where did this emotion come from? And then my mind likes to play out a story based upon that emotion and then I identify as it. Right. So as I grow older, I start to realize, okay, um, I had somebody come to me and they're like, maybe you're empathetic. And I'm like, what does that even mean? And that's kind of where. I, you know, I started looking into it and, and seeing what it was about.
0: So explain, if you will, what quantum tools are. I mean, my only experience with quantum is quantum physics. What are quantum tools? and, And how did you make that jump from being empathetic to quantum tools?
1: So quantum tools are basically, they can be given to you through deep meditation within the quantum field right? So how I like to explain the quantum to people is when you close your eyes and you start imagining, right? You start imagining things. You can imagine the future, you can imagine the past, um, or you can imagine stuff in the present moment. The quantum field is quite literally our imagination. So that's kind of how we get in tune with that. Now, empathy, on the other hand, empathy is how it kind of affects the physical body right so you can do quantum use quantum tools for people um who you know aren't so empathetic um so those are kind of two separate things
0: so what, what is a quantum tool can so, you give me an example of what a quantum tool is
1: sure so a quantum tool can be um a light language So it's stuff that kind of surpasses the mind and surpasses the ego and kind of goes right into the soul, right into the body, right? So for instance, if I were to do an activation for somebody, which is simply taking them through a meditation, and what I would do is I would use light language. Why would I use light language? I would use light language to bypass the mind because sometimes the mind will like to play games and say, oh, I don't need that or, oh, that doesn't make sense to me. And what it does is it goes right to the soul um, because light language is the soul's original language.
0: So the concept of light language fascinates me. I don't understand it. Um, I, th- I think once when we talked a couple of years ago, maybe you kind of tried to tell me or, or show me what that sounds like. Is that something that you're able to demonstrate like on call or do you have to like be in a meditative state to, to do that?
1: I could absolutely. Yeah, I could absolutely. Um, go into that absolutely. So, um Please, know I mean, that Just like- just
0: for just for you, uh, you know, if, you, if 30 seconds or something or a minute or whatever. I don't sure. want to put you on the spot because we haven't we haven't rehearsed this. But yeah. what, I'd, I'd love to to see what it looks like.
1: Sure. Um so okay, tap in real quick. Om Shiam Shiam Ya Toi Shiam Shiam Om Toi Shiam Toi Shiam Le Am So, <laughs> so I know right off the bat, a lot of people. It goes straight to like, what is she doing? Right. (laughs) So, um, if you don't mind, Mike, I could explain kind of like what I did there. No,
0: of course, of course, please. I, you know, I, especially the the hand motion there was a lady that I interviewed a couple weeks ago, um, who Nicole Starbuck, and she did light language as an example also. And it's just interesting how she used her hands also. So yeah, please explain.
1: Absolutely. Um, so light language is, I can start by, okay, so when we're younger, right? And we're babies and we don't talk. And this is the best way for me to explain it and kind of get to people um, in a way of them for them to understand it better is when we're younger, you know how we just la 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 right? Right? We're kind of mumbling, we're waving our hands everywhere, right? Because we come into this world and we don't know their language yet, right? So light language is the soul's original blueprint language. And when we're babies, we come into this world speaking light language, right? So that's kind of what the mumbling. And if you ever notice when a baby does that, the mother knows exactly what she's saying or what he is saying, right? And so that's really interesting in itself until we're taught our specific language, whether that be French, English, English anything like that. And so, as we get older, we get taught to kind of express those or um, suppress those um, expressions. I I like to look at light language as an expression um, that has multiple benefits to it, which I can also go into for us. So, let me
0: just ask you real quick, Kaylee, when you just did what you did, were you focusing on something or were you just opening your mind and letting whatever came to you express itself?
1: Sure. So what I do is I focus on an intention and then I just allow whatever comes out. It's kind of like a channeling type thing, but it's really not because it's not something else coming and speaking through me. It is my soul, my soul's expression, right? Um. And so then I just kind of like open that and allow myself to fully express whatever's coming through. And that's kind of how that works, right? The hand gestures are actually work as like um, geometrically, right? So you see my hands in these positions and in these positions and um, light language can be with the hands. It could be written. Um, It could also be spoken.
0: So when you're doing this to help someone, How how does that work? How does it work? Are you speaking to their soul or how are you helping them?
1: Yes. So it is actually so it's it helps within the frequency, right? So we're all made up of frequency. It kind of works as if like a Tibetan singing bowl would work for you or a crystal singing bowl would work for your body, right? Um, So this can... Light language can be used to talk to directly to somebody's soul, kind of surpass, if they're open, kind of surpasses that mind um, and allows you to kind of really get into the soul um, depending on what intention you kind of go into. So if they have a specific ache in their body or they just want to cleanse their aura or whatever it might be, um, the healer or themselves, because light language is open to everybody, can go in and use light language with the intention and start, you know, start with the language and it actually helps the vibration of it can actually help those parts of the body or the mind or whatever it might be you're looking to work on.
0: I, now, I, I I, don't know if you remember what you were about to say, but I'm afraid I interrupted you just a minute or so ago. What were you going to complete that thought? Do you remember what it was? Um about how it works maybe or so that's okay. let's just go into something else and maybe we'll come back to us. Okay. So when you uh, when you do this, do you relate it to any specific type of religious practice or deity or where does it come from?
1: I love that you asked this question because I feel like um, this is something that is is known in different religions. But it's just used as a different term, right? So in Christianity it would be speaking in tongues. Right? In other different religions it could be known as something else. Um, I personally grew up um in Catholicism and Christianity, and it would be called speaking in tongues, right? So yes.
0: Do you do you have since your your background is Catholic and I don't know how how you were raised as Catholic, I was Catholic also or still am I guess, but did do you have a conflict at all with what you do in Catholicism?
1: Not anymore so I kind of pulled myself away from where I was at um in my Catholicism and it's nothing against who the Catholic Church or that you know any religions like that, but I feel like it is so important for us to be able to connect with something that we feel comfortable with right so that's when I started moving that. It, where I was at in Catholicism, and I feel like this isn't for everybody, but where I was personally at in Catholicism is I wasn't able to talk to my God. I I felt like um and if you don't mind me going into this, I felt like <laughs> it was like um I was being punished for something, or you know, it was kind of like a shame thing to where I, I couldn't even build that connection or that communication. So that's where I kind of switched into The more spiritual aspect and knowing that religion and spirituality are two completely different things.
0: You have any conflict now with your family or loved ones knowing what you do?
1: So, I feel like at the beginning, everybody was kind of confused. (laughs) But I feel like even they had a deeper understanding of like, I get it. You know, it was... It was more so from that place. I think that with as long as I had a connection with something higher than myself, as long as they saw me doing good, then it, it really didn't matter that much. Uh, but there was a lot of confusion at first.
0: <laughs> so so a lot of the people that are listening to, to this or watching this are people that I think were a lot like me a couple of years ago where this would have been craziness, right? Uh, light language or speaking in tongues even was uh, was hard to accept for me. It isn't now, but but what kind of advice would you give to someone who is going through their own spiritual waking right now and trying to deal with this um, or to better understand this? Any, any suggestions on how they can develop their own awareness?
1: Absolutely. So. Any advice I might have is take what resonates and always leave what does not resonate. Um, I feel like when we go through the spiritual awakening, we remember who we are, which is why a lot of it resonates with us, which is why a lot of the time we shake our heads and we don't know why. It's because before we come into this plane where we are a soul in a physical body. So we're so much more than this physical body. And we're just remembering who we are as a soul. So I would just, you know, allow that openness. And also, especially with belief systems, um, I can just say that, you know, as we grow up, we build a belief system. And sometimes those beliefs aren't necessarily what we've believed in, but we just take it on as our own. Sure. Yeah. And I would just recommend that there's you know knowing that there's two belief systems there's a belief system with the five set with the senses right which is what we've seen we've heard we've you know talked about everything that we've grown up in this life to believe and there's another belief system of there is more out there there's an openness right i am more beyond this physical body and i know that right so being true to you and kind of what you feel and trusting in yourself trust in yourself because what you feel and what you receive or what you resonate with is.
0: i think i know the answer to this but i'm going to ask you anyway what what is your concept of what happens when we die in the reincarnation process and our soul returning are you a believer in that frame of reality i guess
1: I am. So I believe um, and I feel like this also connects to um, like, I. so I believe that we are a soul in a physical body, right? And energy is never created or destroyed. So looking at it in that sense, our souls do not die. So when we leave this physical world, um, and my belief is depending on our perception of heaven and hell, do we come back and we reincarnate to learn karmic lessons? Because I believe that this world is just, it's like an earth school. Like we come here to learn lessons after lessons, after lessons to ascend. Um, And so I, I do believe that we, we can be reincarnated to learn more lessons, but I believe that's really up to our soul.
0: What, what's the point of being reincarnated over and over again?
1: What's a the goal? Lesson, yeah, so if a lesson is not being learned on Earth, so for instance, it um, could be like addiction, right? Or it can be their spirituality saying, you know, one way or another, you know, and like not really following with what their soul is telling them to do and growing and and, you know, holding on like that control aspect. Um, sometimes our soul will be like, I think we need to relive this life again in order for you to really learn this. Cause especially with like, you know, stuff like addiction, right? Um, it's like we want better or, you know, people, they, they want those addicts want better, but at the same time they get that temptation aspect, right? That devil aspect and they get pulled back into it. Right. So I, I do believe that we come in, in the karmic cycles and we, the past life or, you know, our reincarnation to come back and learn a lesson that we didn't learn in the previous life.
0: Just mentioned kind of the devil on your shoulder kind of thing, right? So, have you seen any evidence in what you do for that side of spirituality, a dark side or an evil side, Um, Satan or demons?
1: So, I love this question too. So... My personal belief is that heaven and hell doesn't happen after we die. It happens right now through our perception. So we could be walking down the street and you could look down at the ground and you can see, you know, um, beep, right? (laughs) And, And you could be like, wow, this place is beep. Like this place is awful. You could do that in a person. You could do that in a job. You can look at somebody and you could look at all the bad in them. You could look at a job and look at all of the bad in it, and you're living in a hell perception. Same with heaven. You walk down the street, you look up at a tree, and you're like, "Wow, this place is really beautiful." You look at a person, you're like, you see all the good in them d- despite all of everything that they've been through. You look at all like the the good in it, and you're living in a heaven perception. And again, energy is never created or destroyed, so it follows on with us after we die. So the devil aspect. I believe that the devil, um, or you could call it dark energy or whatever it might be, comes to us through temptation, right? Through temptation, uh, fear, shame, and guilt. Fear, shame, and guilt are the lowest frequencies that there are. And how do you get to somebody through fear, shame, and guilt? Poverty. Health. um, Like, temptation. So, alcohol. You know, they call it spirits for a reason. And... You're living and that drives people to do stuff that they don't want to do. If you ever look at somebody who's drunk or if you look at some and and there's, you know, nothing wrong with, with it, you know what I mean? I'm just, this is kind of like you look at somebody who may be belligerated, right? And you don't, you can't even see who's in there. It's like they're not there, you know? So I feel like this is kind of how the devil gets to us. The devil gets to us through our mind. And God talks to us through our heart, which I believe is the portal to him.
0: So you you believe there is a devil or a Satan?
1: I believe that there is a devil aspect, yes.
0: Devil aspect.
1: Yes. So <laughs> I, I feel I call it the devil, but some people can call this a dark entity. They, I believe in that yin and the right? So it's kind of the same as the devil and God, same as the yin and the yang aspect. Same, same as that, right? So there's always the the, the opposing. I I specifically call it the devil.
0: Have you encountered dark energy yourself?
1: I I have, I have, and I have lived in it before as well. Okay. And I've lived in that, and I've lived in the temptation before, and I've experienced it, and it felt like I could not control my own body. <laughs> it's like it was um it's like the aspect of again it's um the temptation right the temptation drives you rather than you know the love or gratitude kind of driving you anymore
0: would it be safe to say that you don't resonate with the biblical concept of of heaven and hell
1: that's correct i i I feel like when I read, I do believe in the Bible, but I believe that it is also perception. It's how you read the Bible. It's it's how these characters play out in your life, right? So looking at the characters and also kind of resonating it to you. Now, there's some things that I don't resonate with in the Bible. So about the heaven and hell aspect, I, I don't believe that. I, I don't resonate with that part.
0: Okay. That's a nice way of saying it. I don't think it works that way, right? I mean, yeah. I don't either, but but I, I get it. So um, back to what you do again for just a second. So you talked about the quantum healing part. D- do you do psychic work or how does that work?
1: Yeah, so I do the quantum work um, kind of on the side. Uh, through one-on-one sessions, I do timeline therapy. So taking people on... You know, say if they're on a timeline and it's just not in alignment with them, I take them, I help them collapse timelines and stuff like that, which I can also what is, get into. What is that?
0: I never heard of timeline therapy. What is that?
1: Yeah. So so timeline therapy, uh, for instance, right? And again, this kind of resonates with the heaven and hell aspect. If you're living in a timeline of like, why can't I move forward? Right? What's, what's that blockage? that that I'm that's not allowing me to move to my so your highest timeline is going to be the timeline of the where you are completely aligned in your life where you're doing what you love where you're you're aligned with everything um that sort of thing right so what i do is i have people come in and they come in with something that they want to break right so um you know why that that unworthiness maybe right and I take them through meditation, and what I do is I have them give themselves almost like a sort of love, like I ask them if they want to collapse it or if they want to continue forward, and know that anything is possible in the quantum, and we are multi dimensional beings, so we live on multiple timelines at once, which is why when you take a right or you take a left, um it creates alternate timelines for yourself, so you're living on all those different timelines at once, so I guess that that's more I feel like. Would probably help more rather than me going into like the session part of it. I, I would say that that's a better outline.
0: You know, that's a whole separate podcast <laughs> about the about the alternate realities because I've I've read about that. Um, I don't know, what you call it a belief, but that um, that belief that there are if you take a right at a stoplight, there's another timeline where you took a left. And, the, and so you're facing, what, hundreds of thousands of millions of, of different timelines that you're living on. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> But my, my head starts hurting after I think about that for too long.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: and, you know, and, no. and, and what your reality might be, the timeline that we're experiencing right now where I'm talking to you and we're doing this podcast. Maybe I, there's another timeline where I never did a podcast or you never uh, got into what you're doing. Exactly. Okay. Um, how about auras? Do you work with auras at all?
1: So I don't work much with auras. Um, I'm more so, I'm, um, yeah, that's not, it's not really my niche with the auras.
0: How about the, um, when you said cards, are you reading cards like tarot cards?
1: Yeah. So I do Oracle cards. And so what I believe is Oracle cards, which or- I think Oracle is cards different scary.
0: from t- tarot cards.
1: Yes, so oracle cards are a little different from tarot. Tarot is you're going to have all the same cards. So you have the Empress, the Chariot, the Ace of Swords, all those kinds of things. And it's um, it kind of goes into a deeper, it's something that you kind of study with, right? So all the cards mean the same thing behind each deck. As in for oracle cards, all oracle cards are going to be different for every deck. And so what they do is they basically tell you a story about something that's kind of going on within your life at the given moment. And they allow you to use your intuition, right? So it's just kind of validation of what you already know that is going to lead you down that path, right? When we come to that crossroad of the most joy and happiness and, and which one is good for you. So that's so, kind of how I use them.
0: So do you, is that akin to predicting the future for somebody when you're doing that?
1: So that's interesting that you say that because it definitely has opened, uh, my channel and I could say with, uh, psychic and mediumship, um, is I never knew that I kind of had that aspect, right? I always kind of knew when things were going to happen before they happened. I always felt like I could talk to, to spirit and like that kind of stuff, which, um, I don't, that's like kind of like a whole background story. But the more that I started doing the cards, the more I started trusting what was coming through. And so really, I I believe that everybody is psychic. I believe that everybody can connect. It's just trusting what kind of comes through. Um, and so right now I'm in the stage where I am about to get the cards pulled for me and and kind of go full psychic medium. I've had some crazy experiences lately.
0: <laughs> so when you say psychic medium, I mean medium, being a mediums, talking to spirits of the past, right?
1: Yes. <laughs> so
0: you you do that too?
1: Uh, from recent events, yes.
0: <laughs> really? Yes. Is that because you you tried to, or it just happened?
1: I just so I do that with just pen and paper, um, and I just started practicing, um, fully trusting myself and my my boss, who's kind of like my teacher um it's an amazing psychic medium he's been one his entire life his whole family is and he uses pen and paper so I was like I kind of wanted to try it out like let's just use a pen and paper with some of some people that I know I don't know like anything about them or anything like that because I don't want to know anything about them and I just wanted to see what would come through and very mind blown at the um the outcome of it (laughs)
0: the accuracy of it
1: it's trusting what's coming through and knowing that, you know, not worrying about if it's going to be wrong or not.
0: Interesting. That's, have you ever heard of Sonia Um,
1: I'll
0: send you just a separate email with her book. It, it, her, she's, I came across her completely by accident, but it, her book is uh, diary of a psychic and she goes through growing up and, and how her, her abilities developed. And a lot of what you're saying is eerily similar to the things that she went through as she was understanding and developing her psychic abilities. So uh, I'll, I'll send her the, the reference, though. I get no royalties for promoting her, but I'm, I'm, the book cracks me up.
1: Yeah, awesome.
0: <laughs> so, so Kaylee, how, how do you, um, like if people want to find you and work with you, do you work uh, like this, like online?
1: I do. Yeah, I do one-on-one sessions with people depending on what they want to come to me about. Um, I do have a bunch of different offers. I can I have a bunch of different abilities that if you want to do any sort of sessions, but you could find me on Instagram. You could find me on Facebook, you could find me on TikTok. So what's and, what's
0: your Instagram handle?
1: Sure. So my Instagram handle is at Kaylee Kinkela, K-A-Y-L-E-E, Kinkela, K-I-N-K-E-L-A. Okay. Or my business page is going to be at the innate oracle, T H E I N N A T E, oracle O R A C L E.
0: And if people reach out to you that way, can they schedule a session with you that way?
1: Absolutely.
0: Okay. Um, I can't believe it's already been over a half hour.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. I know how to find you easily, so we can do this again. Okay. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> And I really want to keep track of how you progress, and and maybe have you come back as as your abilities develop, because I think one of the cool things about what I'm trying to do is help people that want to go through an awakening of their own and to develop their own abilities, and and not have to I don't want to say rely, but not have to go through an, an intermediate person such as yourself to 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 do what you do. Um, although it's fun to. <laughs> To talk to you and do this. So, any last any last words that you want to say, or any last pieces of advice that you want to share with somebody before we wrap it up?
1: Trust yourself. Trust yourself. Um, trust your path. And your path doesn't have to look perfect all the time. That's the whole part of this awakening. Is it's okay to switch from heaven and hell perception it's okay. That's how we learn. It's how we grow. Um, but knowing that you're so much more than your physical body, you're so much more than you believe to be. And I do have like, something i really like to say in my readings as well to people, if you don't mind me sharing that. Yeah, as well.
0: please. Please.
1: So Please know that your mind is 95% made of the subconscious. Subconscious is what we perceive, what we go through, what we see on TV, what we've experienced. All that stuff, right? And then we forget it and it comes back in our own voice and we identify as it. Know that that mind is not you. It is just stuff that is in your subconscious. You're born into this world of nothing but unconditional love. What does that look like? Love without attachment, love without fear, love without judgment. It's not the love that we've necessarily been raised to believe. So know that if the mind tries and kicks in, that that mind is not you, that the heart is you. Awesome.
0: I, I have this recorded so I can write it down for later.
1: Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you. So so hang on, Kaylee. I'm just going to to close things down here. But but thank you so much for for being with us today. And, and I really appreciate it. I learned a lot too.
1: I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: All right, that wraps up things for today. I hope you enjoyed that. I certainly enjoyed doing that interview. Hey, can you do me a favor, please? Can you hit the subscribe button wherever you download this podcast? And that way you'll never miss an episode. And even more importantly, if you could leave a review, that would be terrific. Both things will help other seekers, such as yourself, find this podcast more easily and that's what I'm looking for more awesome people like you also just a quick reminder this interview is available on my youtube uh, podcast channel where it's in video and it's kind of cool to watch Kaylee do the whole thing with her hands when she's doing the light language part certainly was uh was interesting for me so thank you again and I'll see you again later bye-bye